increased by just over 34,000 votes. This is USA Radio News. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. Hi, I'm Wayne Allen Ruth, the conservative warrior. My show, War Now, airs every day right here on USA Radio from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm also the star of the Wayne Allen Ruth Show on Newsmax TV, reaching over 50 million homes. But my favorite role is speaker extraordinaire. I was opening speaker at many Donald Trump for president events. I speak at Republican, conservative, and college GOP events, and I'm available to be the star at your next event. Contact me to arrange for a Wayne Root keynote speech. Call toll-free 888-444-ROOT. That's 888-444-ROOT. Or email WayneRoot at gmail.com. With Democrats taking control of the House, what can we expect moving forward? Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio joined Fox Business and has an idea of what he believes will happen. American politics will be dominated by the folks in the House investigating the President, investigating the White House. And that's unfortunate, but I think that's where they're headed because they've been very... Remember, Maxine Waters is the lady who said impeachment six times in one sentence. She's the lady who said stand up and harass anybody who supports the President. So I don't think she can help herself. I think she's going to, her and the rest of them are going to pursue the, the, the White House and investigate everything. Former Democratic Governor Ed Rendell has a message for Republicans as well. Legislate, legislate, legislate. Don't investigate, investigate, investigate. You can have some targeted investigations, but get things done. I believe we can pass an immigration bill that the president would sign and can get through the Senate and an infrastructure bill. Two very important things for America. Legislate first. You're listening to USA Radio News. Backed by popular demand, the showroom at South Point presents the ultimate tribute to Johnny Cash, the man in black. Starring Sean Barker, also featuring Gets Made Famous with June Crider Cash, November 9th through the 11th. Tickets at the box office, online at southpointcasino.com or call 702-797-8055. Man in black, a tribute to Johnny Cash at the South Point. Freshness begins in the heartland and is delivered each morning to the one restaurant where farm fresh is a promise made good every day. Farmer Boys, where fresh is a difference you'll taste in our hand-sliced produce and our flame-broiled burgers, each made to order just for you. That fresh-made flavor sets us apart and keeps you coming back for our award-winning Farmer's Burger and so much more. We are Farmer Boys. Farmer Boys, cooking up what you're craving. An intimate evening with Santana. Got a black magic woman. Carlos Santana returns this October 31st through November 11th. Tickets on sale now at the House of Blues box office, all Ticketmaster locations, or online at houseofblues.com slash Santana. Experience the guitar master up close and personal, playing his hits, plus new songs from his latest album. An intimate evening with Santana's greatest hits live. This October and November only at House of Blues. Join Coach Harvey Hyde every Tuesday and Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for Sports Topics. Coach Hyde talks with some of the biggest names in the professional sports world. Sports Topics with Coach Harvey Hyde every Tuesday and Wednesday night at 6 p.m. right here on AM 1400 KSHP. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants 
and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. If you've been searching for the best pizza in Las Vegas, the search is over. Check out Those Guys Pies at 2916 Lake East Drive in Lakestown Plaza. Featured on diners, drive-ins, and dives, Those Guys Pies will have you coming back for more. Keep it simple or dive into a specialty pizza, great wings and fingers, and the incredible cheesesteak subs at Those Guys Pies. They've got hockey game night specials, too. Turn off Sahara near Durango to easily get to the Lakestown Plaza and find this hidden gem. The guys at Those Guys Pies take great pride in every pizza made, calling it a labor of love, and your taste buds will love the results. Call 702-629-2626. That's 629-2626. And you'll say, those guys are my guys from this day forward. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. How's it going, folks? Glad to be with you. Sports Insider Radio, inviting you to check the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. It's that simple. And the number is 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas, glad to be with you. And the boys are ready to rock and roll. John and Mike on board as we... Rock and roll into a brand new sport, boys. College hoops is underway. Just throw another briquette on the fire. I'm going to give you some numbers to start the show. First of all, yesterday there were 93 college basketball games being played. Uh huh. The the favorites 
the money line favorites won 86%, 80 to 13. So there was 80 favorites that won outright, and there was 13 dogs that won outright. Now, on the spread, 46, 44, and three pushes. This is just day one to the dog side. So you got you just I'm gonna say it again. Eighty and thirteen if you bet every favorite on the money line, regardless of how big or crazy the money line was. And if you bet every game against the spread on the closing number, you were forty six, forty four, and already three pushes where you could have grabbed the middle from the opening to the close in college basketball. Let's not forget the first game on the board yesterday that we had for all of our clients, you know what it was. It was Virginia against Towson. <laughs> now, how, how, did I, right? how did I know that? <laughs> you, you knew that. Um, I, also had, I, also had uh, your, I also had your team, but, Nevada. Oh, my Nevada. No, 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 no. Where, no, where, well, where you, you live? No, where you live? I don't live there. They live, what do you mean? They live a million miles from here. They're in Reno. It's the same state. Uh, it's the same state. They're closer than you. <laughs> but, but, here, but, here, but here's the thing. I went and I'm going to start the show doing the early set, the numbers first. So I broke down all these because I wanted to see where we were. Do you realize in every spread sport, that means we're not going to talk about NHL for a moment, in every spread sport, college basketball, NFL, and NBA, where for the majority of your wages you're going to wager against the spread, all the dogs, it's the exact same percentage. Every sport, the dogs are up approximately three to five games. So, for instance, in the NBA, there's been 152 games that have actually been played so far this season, 103 and 49 to the favorites winning outright. That's just straight up winning outright. 78, 73, and one to the dog side against the spread. So the margin, it's basically 50% after the VIG, but still... You're talking about five games ahead with the dogs in the NBA. Then you go to the NFL. There's been 134 games played in the NFL. 88, 44, and two to the favorites. 88, 44, and two. Guess what, Brian? You wouldn't believe it. 69, 63, and two to the dog side. So up. So you got a five-game margin on the dogs in the NBA. You got a six game margin on the dogs in the NFL, and you got a two game margin on the dogs in college basketball. So the point is the line is the great equalizer because on Sunday, and then I'll let Mike get involved, we've been doing something which I don't want to give it away on the radio, but as I keep talking about these favorites winning, I had one of my numbers guys crunch parlays. And everybody looks for the dog act. I mean, you live in Vegas. You see people go up to the window. You hear about this guy hit this 10-teamer, and he made 500000 and this guy almost won 30000 You know, everybody's trying to do lotto ticket parlay betting, right? Yes, sir. So what we're doing is we're doing the reverse. We're taking large favorites, and we're trying to get even money. So we're equalizing it. So I had a three-team parlay that basically had bookmakers running scared. Literally, we had clients get cut off with this three-teamer. I had Kansas City. What was it, Mike? I had Kansas City. I had the Bears. <laughs> and I had um, um, uh, another $300 money line favorite. I'm going to give you the exact thing while we're on the radio. So basically what happens, you put up a dollar, you win back a dollar. You basically win back a dollar. And so this literally put the fear into people 
because people are accustomed to normally trying to get the big tickets, and the bookmakers realize if they're going to allow large limits on these games, that's basically what's going to happen. Panthers, Panthers, Pan- Chiefs, Bears. Panthers, Chiefs, Bears on the money line. So what was each line? It was like minus four fifty-five. Uh, Chiefs were three eighty. Panthers were two seventy-five. Bears were four seventy-five. So you take those games and you parlay them together, Brian, and you know that the odds are in your favor to about 80% that the home teams have been winning outright or the large money line, not even home teams, large money line favorites in the NFL are, are up 40 games, 88 to 44. So that means if you're doing money line parlays with the money line favorites and you can get, your, and you can get even money, even money, I'm not even trying to get more money. I'm trying to take a, a minus 400 and make it even money. Well, guess what? Literally... Monday morning, Mike has literally 13 calls. My guy shut me off. I can only play straight bets. No more parlays. No more teasers. You know, and it just goes to show you fundamentally uh, how when you're not being greedy and you're looking to get value by taking a large favorite and making them even money, the bookmakers take note of that and they go, well, that's something most people aren't doing. So now I'll let you guys feed into that. Michael, are, are, do you have like a, a legal pad? Uh and do you jot all these numbers down? I mean, there's a lot of numbers there. Uh, he's more of a numbers guy. I'm just more of, you know, I, I don't particularly deal with numbers per se, but more or less just, you know, the eyeball approach. I watch the games. He, You know, John doesn't watch any of the games. I'm literally obsessed with every single play in every game because of fantasy implications as well as the games. And, and, and the truth is um, – a lot of these games, I mean, especially in NFL, years past, for some reason, NFL has been harder. Not this year. It's the complete opposite. We've been absolutely killing it in the NFL every single week. And where he was explaining to you where he's doing these money line parlays, well, we also do tend to do a lot of these teasers where we're giving teams the ability to basically just win or, you know, cover by two instead of these large points. And a lot of these games are coming in, and week after week we're cashing in. Hey, listen, I mean, you guys talk about soccer and all all the other sports you play. Now we throw college basketball into the hopper right out of the gate. The one thing that you get, fellas, is the volume of games that are on the board. It gives you the wherewithal to really search and find those chinks in the armor. Well, you know, I have the Don Best screen on me at all time, basically on my computer or my laptop. And uh, last night my daughter said to me, Dad, the thing won't stop saying halftime. There was 93 games blasting in the halftime. So, you know, you got halftime alert, halftime alert, halftime alert. And um, it's a funny story. You know, my, both my children were born in February. And uh, I remember when my son was like, you know, a year old, he used to cry. And I never understood why he was crying. He was crying because the, the halftime alert from the Don Best voice was keeping him up. So once I turned the volume off and I just saw the pop-up, he stopped crying. It was amazing. So literally last night, I was literally entrenched with halftime wagering, monitoring games, monitoring line moves. And it was interesting because uh, I think it was um, the Boston College game. Uh, I'll give you the box score in that game in a second. I just had that up. But that was a game they were laying 10 points. They were down 10 at the half. Uh, Boston College was down 27 to 37 at the half as a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. They win the second half 46 to 16. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of spots you got to look for when you're getting a, a team that's literally laying double digits, down double digits. 
and you can usually make not always but you usually even early in the season you can take advantage of the horse racing style which is hey they just uh they they came out of the gate slow and what i noticed with the big favorites like iupui game last night against xavier xavier was up three points at the half they were laying 18 and a half points these teams are not going to get this is not alabama winning the first half guys if you're listening to this radio show whether it's archived online or if you're listening to this radio show live right now at 1400 a.m in las vegas or on com, i'm telling you free information for the entire season if you want to not pay for information if you don't want to cherry pick and you just want to flat bet college basketball take those double digit dogs Play, play them in the first half, wait to see who's got the lead in the first half, come back, take the favorite in the second half, you, and you'll have a positive ROI. I just gave it away, Brian. <laughs> it's, the kind, easy. it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, but it is amazing. that. Uh, well, and, hey, I would go back to I – would, I would suggest – you were talking about it was BC and hoops, right? You're talking about BC? Yeah. Okay. I would Boston keep, College against Wisconsin-Milwaukee, game number 7-11, All right. I, I would then say to you, my good friend, and to the listeners, I would watch for that and see if, for whatever reason, it, it's only one game and it doesn't mean it's going to happen. But think of all the teams that are on the board. But you just cited that example. Watch and see if BC comes out of the gate and is a little pedestrian in the first half in the next game or two, and right. then, and then they come roaring back again in the second half. And you go, well, okay, now so, now now I found a little trend here, right? And I know you're a big halftime guy, but you know the 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 thing is what you can do is is you could uh, then formulate a game plan conceivably that uh, BC is a favorite against the dog, and you take the dog for the game, and then you sit back. And you hope that BC can does that again, and and then you play BC on the second half, and now you've given yourself the opportunity where you may end up with like a 12, 13, 14 point middle, and you've given yourself an opportunity to win two bets and get a free roll on that second one. That doesn't mean it's right. going to happen all the time, but I mean there are going to be teams that that will be their mo. I'm not saying it will be BCs, but you you identified something in the first game of the year. That doesn't mean you might not be able to utilize that team eight, ten times a year in that similar scenario and get two bets for one. The thing that's stood the test of time is not chasing favorites that are covering the spread at halftime. So, and short price favorites. And when I say favorites, I mean double digits. And we're talking about college basketball. So when I when I look at a game like Duke Kentucky yesterday, um, it's that was that was a rarity. If you look at the first half, second half score, Duke won the first half fifty nine to forty two. Duke won the second half fifty nine to forty two. It was the exact same score, mirrored score, to get to the one eighteen eighty four number. Here's the thing, though, that I don't consider that a fa- like I'm telling you, like when I say favors. I don't mean laying. Uh, I don't mean Kentucky laying two and a half. I mean you're laying twelve, fifteen, twenty points, twenty six points like Virginia. And what you'll notice is that I I go back to you're a horse racing guy. Um, the, the, those monster favorites come in cocky, assuming they're going to win the game. And I think they play lazy in the first half a lot of times. This is not Alabama bat- football. This is college basketball where it's about pace of play. So I think the value 
is not only betting the dog in the game, but really the the real value is to not even bet the game at all in those situations, and bet the first half dog. And if you and if you win that, maybe just walk away, or take the favorite in the second half. Because what I see is that it's more of that around the stretch scenario, like the Virginia game. I just laid off the the first half because I wasn't expecting Towson to hang with them whatsoever. And, you know, I just followed this team like nobody's business. They were – and, again, it was they were a 28-point favorite. It closed at 26-point favorite. They were up 28-19 to 19 at the half. So they were up, you know, almost, they were up almost 10 points. So I left that alone. And then the, the good team in that situation pulled away. Now, if Towson would have been up at halftime, I would have taken – Virginia in the second half, even though I already had Virginia. But what you're looking for is you're looking for that dog to actually win the game outright. And and the thing is, with most people, they want to they want to lay the favorite on a game and then play them in the first half. Or if you take Maryland to play Delaware, they were a 20 point favorite. They were up 44 to 27 at the half. They covered the first half. They got and the the score flipped in the second half. Delaware won 40 to 29. You got to be really careful of these favorites that are laying double digits that are up almost the spread or cover the first half as a favorite because then I think it's kind of like Alabama coasting in the fourth quarter. They're just playing for the win. Michael, how about the early stages of a college basketball season? What are some of the most important things you try to employ? Some of the things you're watching more than others in terms of getting a read on what a team is out of the gate well a lot of times uh especially with these with the tournaments they're going to have in the next like couple weeks um before conference play i really want to get established with how the rotation how many guys they're playing because a lot of these coaches are still sampling their starting lineup that's going to eventually be a staple midway through the season when they get into conference play so right now they're really just you know, playing, you know, seeing how God, different guys play with each other. Like, I know it's not a good game to really, in terms of everybody was watching in Kentucky and Duke, but literally Duke has two players that are going to be the one-two picks in the next NBA draft. Probably the two best players I've seen in college in a long time. I mean, the kid Zion Williamson, they were saying it last night, how he's 6'8", and he's got a 45-inch vertical where the Duke, they didn't have their measuring device. It's like for, from my belt to my head, but go ahead. Right. Duke, Duke has a measuring device for, for your, obviously, your jump. They, it broke the device. He, didn't, he literally broke the device. They didn't know how to measure it correctly. So at 6'8", he got a 45-inch vertical. The guy was all over the court last night. It was just a sample versus a good team. And, I mean, that team is completely stacked top to bottom. Like, they say, like, Alabama is a team. I get it that Duke's going to have a lot more parity. There's good teams out there in college basketball. But if they keep playing like they're playing with that type of coach, I don't see how anybody stops them this year from winning it. And the, I, I, how about this for crazy numbers? They're 4-1 to one to win the tournament in college hoops. 4-1. to one. They're even money. There's a, a prop out there. They're even money to make the final four. And this is after one game. I mean, Nick, but just the talent level on that team is that both these guys have been playing for the national team. I mean, R.J. Barrett, he's out of Canada. He's incredible. And then 
with the supporting cast that they have, I mean, again, I mean, they didn't look like freshmen to me. Well, it's a long season. And, and of course, well, John, you're going to start following your teams with all the letters in them. Yo, I was on that IUPUI game yesterday against Xavier. We opened it up. But listen, so next, for first of all, let me talk about one thing about, let's not forget about football for a second. So last night was a perfect example. We're doing this show on, on Wednesday. Um, last night, what I would say this time of year, you know, we don't, we're, all, we're not all blessed like you to live in the sunny state of Nevada. We get winter. You know that being from Buffalo. And um, here's the thing. Beware of line moves, guys. If you're listening to this radio show and you're going to follow line moves, you're probably going to get drowned. Uh, yesterday was a perfect example. There was going to be this horrendous weather in Buffalo, and the line opened up at 22.5, and, and the total opened up at 52, and then it closed at 48 and 17. And I look up in the first quarter, it's 21 nothing Buffalo. So you're a guy, you're chasing the steam, so to speak. You're betting Kent State. You're betting the under. And you're 0-2 last night because the game goes over 48-14. to And, you know, again, you're from Buffalo. So just to, to – what's your perception of these – because that, that wild line move was strictly weather-related. I, I, you got to gotta put more emphasis in the fact that there has to be more of a reason than a five-point move on the total in the game just on weather alone. Do you agree, well, Brian? Uh, yeah, and I, and I would say to you, it's, it's funny, I, I got the win easily – but I got the worst of the number because I knew about the weather, and you're look you're looking the it was Buffalo was 19 and the total was 40. I called a buddy of mine in Buffalo and he, he goes, oh yeah, 17. He goes, oh yeah. He goes, it, this is ridiculous here. So that number came down because the number came down uh, just because they're thinking no one was going to be able to score, but. To me, there, there, there was a, a big talent disparity, but it was simply, okay, If even if the wind is that bad, who can run the ball, and can can Buffalo run it down? Uh, basically, Kent State's a weak sister. Can they run, you know, really just run it right over them and pancake them? And I did. I, I you know, I laid the 19. The thing, all the steam came in on Kent State late. I'm like, oh, boy. Well, that game was over in the blink of an eye. So sometimes the weather... You can make it an advantage, but if it's a gray area, Did you play that, the under. No, I no. I mean that's why I'm saying I. I was just going to say that many times you'll look at the weather and say, okay. Though I would say the weather and was actually a play in the Jets Dolphins game Sunday because they had a monsoon on Saturday night and the field got ripped to shreds. So that was an absolute play to the under. The wind meant you weren't going to be able to throw the ball, but one of Buffalo's strength is they have three terrific running backs. So I, I steered clear of the total because of the uncertainty of the weather, but took the better team that could run the ball in adverse conditions. You hear that? Uh, you hear that? that it, it sound, are you are you ironing your clothes? It sounded like you. That were... was a goal. That was a goal in a soccer match. <laughs> um, so 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 so. <laughs> so but but what I was going to say is about line moves and even, and even to go further, line moves are not a valid reason to make a wager on a game. So, for instance, Mike and I, we, we, we've invested a lot with some computer programmers. We have algorithms. If you guys are listening, you can call. You can find out. We went, we've been killing it in the NBA. We had two plays yesterday. And ironically, uh, and I'm going to give them to you, not to brag, but to illustrate the line move point, we had Atlanta plus 12 or 11 and a half, and we had Portland plus 2. And we released these games to our clients, 
and then the clients call us and go, but the line went from Charlotte to a 11 and a half to 12. Okay, the final was 113 to 102. We get the cover. Portland opened up as a one-point favorite, and go! And uh, Milwaukee wound up being the two-point favorite, and it didn't matter. Portland won 118 to 103. So, again, you can't put too much emphasis to the line moves because people will literally sit in front of the screens and chase the steam. Well, and what like, I can, can I, let, me, let me jump in because as long as we do this, and you haven't said it yet today, but you've probably said it on virtually 99 of the last 100 times we've been on the radio together. What do you, what do you always say to me? Always. Every yeah, week. I mean... You got to treat your betting as a business. Now, well, yeah, there's that. Now, no, that's your thing. Yeah. What, you, what do you always say? I hate value. I value, hate value. the word value. There's right. no value in ripping up a losing ticket. You know, I'm betting it because there's value in it. Well, okay. You want the goal. The goal is to get the best of the number. You want to get ahead of the number, but just because. There will be people that a line moves a point and a half, and they'll sit there and go, oh, all the value is gone. Now, over the right. o- over the course of time, you're a box of rocks if you keep betting uh, in, in not getting the best of the number. But if there are times where your opinion is, I'm not getting the best of the number, but I'm still convinced this is the play... I'm making the bet. That's what you're talking about. But there will be those, and that's why I hate the word, there'll be those that say, I'm not going to bet it. I know it's going to win, but I'm not going to bet it because the value is gone. Right. And that's exactly or, what you're talking but, but, about. Or, but I'm also saying the square, so this is the, uh, the psychologically speaking, the squares <laughs> want to see the line move and where they get worse value. The squares, when they bet a team minus one, they're upset. They're calling back the office going, but now they're plus two, and I'm going, good, bet more. <laughs> exactly. I mean. They want, it, they want that minus one to go to minus three. They want to know, and they want to have validation that they're on the right side, which to me is absolutely, I'm trying to parse my words. It's, it's, yes, it's, you're on the air. I don't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, what I'm saying is, uh... it's like. If something's on sale at a store, you're happy and you can get it at a cheaper price. If I'm looking at Charlotte plus eleven and a half and it moves to twelve, I'm not scared. I'm I'm now I have a better price and I covered the game by one. Um, now that's another interesting dynamic. We were on and I wanted to get to this. I had a double scoop opportunity last night, Brian, and I just didn't do it. Um, I had Atlanta plus to twelve. They were winning the game outright by three and a half as a 12-point dog. The value and the move to get the middle was to take the other team, and I would have won both bets. But I just was I – st- I stood pat with Atlanta, and I let Atlanta ride by itself. But I got to tell you, it was very – I considered it for 13 of the 15 minutes while the game was in halftime to come load on the other side. But you got to pick and choose your spots when you're willing to do that because sometimes you don't want to throw a good bet away. But, but, again, I go back to regardless of what the sport is, uh, I think a lot of new bettors or a lot of uninformed bettors, they think that if they beat the number. So 
the line they got the game at minus two and now it's four. It, it, it's, it, it gives them uh, it gives them a sense of comfort before the game begins, as opposed to me looking at like, well, I wish the line went the other way and I would bet more. You see what I'm saying? No, absolutely. And um, I, I would ask you, you, with all that's out there, and again, uh, that this comes to when when people call you and, and, and you say, well, yeah, but you're telling you know you're telling this, but they want that, or they're they're trying to debate with you. The the, the thing is, when you'll talk about it on a weekly basis, and like you're saying, oh, there was just a soccer goal. You you've got this, the myriad of things that are out there and available. Uh, but people are going to want to bet the game that's on TV, and you've got to try to talk an element of common sense into it. It's yeah, it's on TV, but it's you know, it's not a good bet. Well, let me ask you this: You're you living in Las Vegas? If I gave you an opportunity, so here's a perfect example. I don't like laying vig on a game. So in a soccer match, a client called me up and he goes, "I told him to lay a goal in a game, even money, or lay 140 on the on the game." And he said, oh, I'd rather lay the gold, even money. I said, well, I'll lay the 140 any day of the week. Because there's too many, it's, too, it's too easy for a game to, for the team that we would lay the goal with to win by one. And, you'll, and this is the same client that would lay 200 in a baseball game. So it goes back to like what you perceive as value. People like are conditioned to lay heavy prices in baseball. They're conditioned to lay heavy prices, which they shouldn't, in hockey. Um, but but it's amazing when you take them out of something that they're comfortable doing, and then you say, well, lay a horse race, or lay a soccer, and they go, oh, that's just too much. The same player that would lay 220 on a on a baseball game wouldn't lay 140 on a soccer game. And of course, if the game ends one nothing, he pushes instead of wins. So again, it's to me, it's you have to also know that each sport is different. You can't just look at the odds you're risking on each individual game. Like we discussed many times with hockey, there is no value betting huge super favorites in hockey. And um, like you said, you just won't do it. I mean, tonight Calgary's on the road at Anaheim. They're minus one forty-five. Do you view that as a super favorite? I do, just because they're on the road and they're not at home. Yeah, well, it, it, there are so many opportunities, traveling concerns, things of that ilk. Um, it, it's just it's a great time of year. I mean, this is insane. Now, when we get to Saturdays with college basketball up and running along with uh, college football, NBA, NHL, fellas, your head's going to be on a swivel. I mean, look, you're talking to, just like you, I would say, if you're listening, guys, we're seasoned veterans. We've been doing this for literally 30 years. And, uh, you know, it, it's par for the course. The thing is to not be in a rush. And like you said, if you, this is the thing Mike has to deal with for the most part, is people wanting to tr- make traditional wagers. That means before the game started. So you get this flurry of activity Eastern Standard Time, you know, from 10 o'clock to 11.59 before those noon games, which are 9 in the morning where you live, start, everybody's expecting to get everything in one shot. Bet it and forget it. And I think the biggest thing Mike has to deal with being on the front lines is getting these guys to hold their horses. Hey, guys, we're watching these nine, these 12 noon games. We're going to see where they're at at halftime. We'll send out a text alert. Check back with us around 4.30 Eastern Standard Time. We'll let you know what's going on in 6 o'clock games. Like a lot of guys, man, when we pass on those early games and we wait for the late games, 
we call them back, and the guy sounds like he got his heart ripped out. Oh, I went 0-7 this morning. Well, who told you to play? We didn't play. Oh, but all these games were on. I had to play them. <laughs> uh, uh, what's new and exciting in Baltimore Ravens land there, Michael? So, go ahead. Well, first of all, Mike is the, the shadow of my son's fantasy league, which no, no nobody listening cares about. But it's uh, the irony of it is I taught him the spread. They're 0-4 their last four. And I call him up and... Mike's giving them all. What, who'd you give him the superstar guy for that throws all the touchdowns? Who's he have? Connor. Who? Connor. Right. So, like, he could care less. He's like, yeah, I'm more into fantasy now than the Ravens. It's a good diversion. But, I mean, we had Pittsburgh on, um, on Sunday. That was one of our top plays, plus the three. And we discussed it the week before. If you listen to the archive show, and then I'll, like, I'll let Mike get into it. But, like you said, you always take the plus three. But I think in this situation it was a little different. You just know the Ravens really aren't that good. Well, that pit, it's amazing, isn't it? That Pittsburgh Baltimore thing, we we watch it every year and nothing changes, guys. It's it's uh it's almost like a, a little gift wrap Christmas present for us. No, every year it's the same. You take the team with the points and you roll. I mean, if you would have done that both times this year, you would have cashed Ravens early in the season and then with Pittsburgh now, but you know, the state of the Ravens is is very shaky right now, Brian. They're just so predictable when they put Lamar Jackson in. It's always a run. Mm-hmm. And instead of running goal line these days, they're putting Lamar Jackson in. I mean, I, I, I mean, personally... My, look- let me ask you something, Mike. I mean, for you to say... See, that's what drives me nuts, is I'll watch, I'll watch a game and, uh, and a team, and you've watched them all year long, and, okay, it's second and goal from the four, and all of a sudden the running back shifts, and he stands just to the right of the quarterback. And I'm standing there going... It's going to be an inside handoff over left guard. And it, it, every time they do it, and you're sitting there going, well, if I knew that, don't you think the other team knew that? So if Jackson's coming in, and every time you bring him in, he runs the football, wouldn't you think a couple of times they would have him throw it just to keep him guessing? I mean, that and when you flank out, Joe Flacco as a receiver, yeah. I don't see you know I don't see the defense being too scared to double cover that guy. So it's very predictable. New Orleans is the complete opposite. New Orleans does that exact same formula where they bring Hill in, but he throws the ball fifty percent of the time. I mean the guy is is their Swiss Army knife. He does the kick returns. He comes in as a, a running quarterback. He throws the ball. They then you keep the defense guessing, but with Lamar, it's just it's automatically a run it's usually a sweep maybe an option a run pass option but he never passes it so i mean in the beginning of the season it seemed like it was working because teams weren't accustomed to you know picking up on it yet but when they do it game after game like and like you said if we know it's coming you don't think the, <laughs> the defense coordinator that tracks these guys every single play in the film room all week is going to tell their guys look watch out for him running the ball I don't know. It it just seems a little shaky from a standpoint of you're running an NFL offense. We're not doing Wildcat anymore. It's not five years ago where the Miami Dolphins were, you know, Ronnie Brown was running the, the Wildcat formation coming from Arkansas is where it originated, and it worked in the league for about a year. It's not like that anymore. Yep, well, once they get film on it, it's all she wrote. Hey, we love our little midweek conversations, our little hot stove with – John and Mike at Sports Insider Radio. Check out SportsInsiderRadio.com, 800-209-1679, 800 
209-1679. We'll be right back on Sports Insider Radio. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. All right, we're back with you, SportsInsiderRadio.com, 800-209-1679. Let's dive right back in with the boys as we're heading to the top of the hour. And we're heading to the weekend, and things really start to perk up, fellas, on the college football front with uh, rivalry games, letdown spots, the bowl picture, the playoff ramifications, and it's week 10 in the NFL. Can you believe it? It's coming. The bowl games are around the corner, and uh, who's betting uh, against Alabama this week? Man, they're unbelievable. <laughs> they're only laying twenty-four today this week against Mississippi State. It already went up to twenty-four and a half. I mean, there's just some teams, Brian. You, I mean, I'll let you guys because you just can't mess with. I just I'm done with this team. I tried to get the value with LSU. There was some <laughs> nice value. How'd, how'd there. that work? <laughs> So I was. I got this new Apple iPhone watch, and I was out with this lovely lady at a steak restaurant. And she goes, "Why do you keep staring at your watch?" I said, "Oh, oh nothing. No. I'm just looking at the time." So I had it set where I could get the Alabama score on my iPhone. Uh, on your watch? <laughs> you're, you're, so instead of staring at the phone, you're, right. you're, you're getting said, you're getting I'm, alerts right. on the phone or on the watch. Right. I was trying to. Right. She said, "Are you watching a game?" I said, no, 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 no. Oh no! I never. No. no. <laughs> No, <laughs> you know, because they faked it like they could hang with them, and then it was like, oh, you know, they, when it was only they were holding them to field goals. I said, oh, I got a shot for the cover. You know, I man, I wasn't looking for the win. Yeah, well, and, uh, 
That didn't fare too well. Hey, hey Mike, I got news for you, buddy. He's sitting there, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. I was able to kind of, you know, s- slide one through there, got away with it. it, it the, the sh- we're on the radio. <laughs> he just telling her. He did. No, she's not, don't worry, she's not uh, listening. Uh, the show's not archived. The show's archived, bud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, really, it's amazing. There's certain teams. That, that team is like an NFL team. It's crazy. Oh, Michael, so in the NFL, we're looking at some of these teams. I tell you what, the teams you're going to watch out for, KC New England was a great game. Rams Saints was a great game. But now you're going to be watching for these teams going to start making a push, uh, trying to, you know, desperation kicking in, last gasp, even though it's only week 10, got to get in the wild card discussion. Uh, look at the Falcons. I mean, I think there's a good example. I mean, they sit there and, you know, their season's been on the line for weeks. Well, and the Falcons, if you you know, with the just the eyeball test from the first couple of games, they lost a couple heartbreakers early in the season, where it could have went either way. Yep. So it just and they lost a ton of people on defense very early on. And with what I'm more impressed is how they pieced it together on defense. I mean, we already knew their offense is unstoppable if they're playing at the high caliber they have. You know, with Ridley being uh, you know an opposing threat with Julio on the other side. They're really unstoppable. They probably have the, two, the one of the best receiving cores in the league. And Matt Ryan is an experienced veteran that could get them to the playoffs. It's all about their defense. That's when they made it far when their defense was sustainable. So now that they've got them playing to get – look, that division, top to bottom, I mean, look, I feel bad for Tampa Bay because they have to get beat, on, beat up by the Panthers, beat up by the Saints, beat up by the Falcons. I mean, it's – it's it's pretty brutal, but you know this those three teams we could see all three of those teams the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons in the playoffs. Listen, um, I got to insert one thing. What's with all the fake respect the Bills got last week, Brian? The line started moving down, and everybody was betting the Bills. They were betting their defense. They were they're betting their defense after what they saw against New England when we had this discussion on the radio last week. They invested so much energy, uh, they had nothing left in the tank for the Bears. That was a bet on the Bills at home, their defense, and the crowd noise. And if Brady couldn't throw a touchdown against them, why would you think Mitchell Trubisky would? Now, now it's going the other way, okay? Now they're going to the Jets. Who are the Jets to lay 7.5 points to anybody? I will tell you this, if Josh Allen, who's day-to-day, if the kid quarterback comes back, all of a sudden, a team that is just an unmitigated disaster has an opportunity to not only cover, but to win football games against teams like the Jets, and then when they get home and play teams uh, at home in December in Orchard Park. So, you know, it, it, we all, what do we, John, we warn all the time. Throw out the last game. Don't go so, overboard with what so you last out the la- If you're going to throw out the last game, here's going to be the most biggest handle next week. Rams minus 10 for the cover because everybody's going to chase them after they had their first loss. Oh, and Brian, about the, I want to say something about that Bills game. So uh, a close you know, friend, client of ours that we deal with was giving me the analysis on the Bills game and he was saying the line shouldn't have been 10. This is prior to the game. The line shouldn't have been 10. It should have been around 7. Yep. But because of that pick 6, 
because the Bills pretty much kept it together. If it wasn't for that pick six, they probably would have covered they had two, versus the Patriots. Buddy, they, well, they, they, they did cover the game. They gave them. The Bills should have won that game, won the game, let alone not covering. And then in the Bears game, the Bears got – I'm going to call the all Bear- my clients back and tell them, listen – Mark it down as a win, Brian's numbers. Well, I'm just saying. Don't but, worry, we all lost with it. <laughs> well, listen, the next game, the Bears got two defensive touchdowns. And you're like, oh, well, it's the Peterman kid. No, he threw the pass twice to guys, hit him right in the hands, and the ball popped up in the air, and they ran it back for touchdowns. Uh, it, it, as bad as and as ugly as it looks, and these games get away from you, then next week a number gets inflated, and I don't know that the, that the Josh Allen kid is coming back. But if he comes back, they have a shot to win the game against the Jets. Who are the Jets to lay 7.5 points to anybody? No, they shouldn't be, but... Look, I have to take it. I'll take it on the chin. I had the Bills last week, and I will tell you, I will never bet on Nathan Peterman as a starting quarterback. No, nor should ever you. Ever again. Yeah, well, and, you know, I mean, and, 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 and again, it's like it's... Don't it's, think it's, he's a little bit. But, 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 no, but, but wait a minute. It's, all, it's, it's revisionist history, right? And so then it comes into, you know, okay, you, you go off the last game, and then you, you've got to massage your opinions. So I'm sitting there going... Everybody say, oh, that number came down, right? Oh, the, the Bills hung with New England in that game. They shouldn't have covered the game, New England. So they, so the money comes in on the Bills. But the reality of it was, and this is what I did, I, I couldn't trust the Bills, but I thought they expended so much energy on defense, and the total was 37 points, guys. The play in that game was to play the over because they would move the ball and get some offense, but they were also capable of turning the ball over and giving the Bears short field. So in a, in a short week, it's it, you look at the side, right? Sometimes, wait a minute, you, you can be safer by just saying, what's the pace of play going to be? And, and so the total was actually the play last week. I think the side is the play this week. Well, you know, like, look, the Jets should definitely not be a touchdown favorite over anybody, especially, I think you'll get a kick out of this, if they can't even snap a shotgun play mm-hmm. entire game, they couldn't snap. I mean, I've never seen it. How do you have an NFL center that can't snap the ball in shotgun? I've never seen that before. It's the first time in many, many years of watching football where literally he could every time they did it was either a fumble he couldn't even snap it. I mean, I've, have you ever seen anything like that? Uh, it, well, it it would be how many guys? Um, oh, what was the kid's name? Uh, I know the one with the Yankees, but there was another guy who was more famous. Remember the like uh, Chuck Knobloch? You remember the the mental cramp where the guy's a second baseman and he couldn't throw the ball to first base? I guess that's that's look throwing the ball and snapping it. I well, think is a little. Bit it's different. a mental thing. It's it's like anything. It's like getting the yips. Uh, I, there was the golf tournament out here this past week, and this guy Lucas Glover, he's in contention. He's got a chance to win the tournament, and he misses a five foot birdie putt. Would have tied for the lead. So he was mad. He did it. He had a, guys. You had to see this to believe it. He had a foot and a half putt, and I'm telling you. It was almost like he he, he had a stroke. <laughs> I mean, he goes to putt it, and his hands just betrayed his body, and, and he just he almost whiffed it from a, a foot and a half. It, it's between the ears. It's just nothing more than you know playing mind games with you. Well, look, if they could snap it, 
They mm-hmm. might have a shot. They can't <laughs> you, Take the Bills. So, so they so you you're the handicapping angle revolving around this game, which could be atrocious. Is can they snap the ball? <laughs> can they snap the shotgun? They can. No, he could snap it when he's right behind him, but he just can't. He can't get it back there in shotgun. Oh my lord, that's too funny. So, John, talk about. Uh, just what it's like uh, in your war room on a daily basis, but when we get to Saturdays and in, in the halftime, the in-progress aspect of this, it's not just, hey, here are the games. I mean, this is a no. constant, ongoing battle for you. It's a constant, ongoing battle. Are you, what are you, do, what are you the, doing, the dishes? I'm doing the dishes. It's, uh, I'm trying to <laughs> set this model up. It's a constant, <laughs> it's a constant right. ongoing battle of trying to get he's, like, he's like he's to loading a low. dishwasher or something. Listen, lay low, be patient. <laughs> if you know you got a hundred plus games, I mean, think about the numbers I just mentioned in the beginning when we started doing the show. I mean, you're talking about yesterday alone. There's only been a hundred and thirty-four NFL games that have been played, Brian. We only had one day of NCAA basketball, and they had ninety-three games. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. And and, and, and we're going to be starting, you know, I mean, you're going to get the 24-hour day, and then you're going to be getting holiday tournaments in all kinds of exotic places. So you'll be getting breakfast basketball games soon enough. Breakfast basketball. Next week I won't be on the radio. I know you're going to be very sad to see me not be here, but Mike's going to have a guest host. We haven't decided who we're going to have on the air. All right, well, looking forward uh, to that. Listen, don't worry. Uh, You know, we, we... you know, we love you dearly, and I know it's an in-and-out procedure. Uh, they say it's like changing your oil. Getting a personality bypass is not that big a deal anymore. Don't worry. Well, You'll this, be fine. This, this, one's a little, this actually procedure is a little different since you mentioned that. <laughs> it's only six ceramic screws in my shoulder. Oh, oh I, I was just joking. I didn't even know you were having a, a thing. <laughs> Rotator cuff. Oh, you know yeah, what? A buddy of mine, a buddy of mine here. I'll be in a sling for six weeks. I honestly, a buddy of mine here just had that surgery, and they say he'll be the bionic man in six months. But it's it is it's the sling for six weeks, and uh, and then the rehab thing. I wish you the best of luck with that. But it, it's you know it's going to take time. They say trust the process, John. But you'll be like a bionic. You'll be like that movie with the the little kid, right? With the little kid that pitched for the Twins. You know, he's got the. That's what every, That's what everybody says. So we're gonna. <laughs> you know, it's just I happen to be left-handed. It's the left shoulder, so I'm gonna be right-handed for the next six weeks. But the good news is the mouse works perfectly on the Don Best screen when you hear half times. And I, wait and a if minute. Anything, oh, and wait if a anything, minute. A guy that never watches the game, the big joke is now we got the whole setup where I'll just be able to sit here in the office because you know me, I'm not sitting at home. I can, I, I can see this office. now. I, Mike, picture this. Right, first of all, I, he's got the little head, the head thing on, and the beard's not as big as it was, fortunately. But they, they, <laughs> he he gets the anesthesia, and the and the and the anesthesiologist system count from uh, backwards from a hundred, and John goes, uh, money line, the puck line, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> <laughs> minus one ten. Exactly. And he'll be wearing the watch. <laughs> He'll be wearing the watch Listen, on the table. I do want to. I want to talk about real back to business here for a second for those that are listening and want to try to make money. You say throw out the last game. Well, guess what? Nobody threw out the last game because Tennessee came down from seven to six and a half because of the performance of Dallas on Monday night. All of a sudden, this team that looked 
horrendous when they played Baltimore. This team that looked horrid when they went to London. Now, all of a sudden, they're getting action against the Patriots? Come on. Oh, well, I, and I would, I would venture a guess that it will be a correlated thing. And, in fact, lo and behold, here's the first one, uh, and I think it'll be the first of many, same game, other team. So Tennessee's taking money. Uh, Dallas, they're going to start fading. So Philly's a six-and-a-half-point favorite, and if you're so inclined, <laughs> the time to bet Philly's now. Because sevens will pop up. Now, whether or not it closes sevens, another thing. But you run the risk that it does. So, you know, so, what do we say, John? Sometimes it's not only who, it's when. Exactly. So that's all. Just keep that in mind. Like I said, guys, stop falling into the line move trap. There's, when lines move, it doesn't mean there's actually a reason other than the public has an opinion one way or the other. And you got to have uh, an an edge, and the edge we do is we rely on math, and we don't we don't get we don't shy away from the line moves just because uh, we don't think we're getting value, and that that's the takeaway from what I'm going to repeat, especially when college basketball gets in a full swing, your head spinning trying to follow these lines on the Don Best screen. Oh, there's so much on the plate. This is the busiest time of the year. Once once college hoops kicks in, fellas, I mean literally. Uh, Keep saying once. Tell that to my kids last night. 93 games going in a halftime at the same time. We're in it, baby. <laughs> and the funny thing is, the Don Best thing, and I, I know what you're talking about. Not <laughs> not only does it go halftime, halftime, final, halftime. Game alert. No, no, no but the game alert thing. Game the, alert, the, right. ga- the game alert thing, it's just it's endless. So, you know, I work out of their office when I'm in Vegas. I called over there to one of the guys I'm friends. I said, listen, is there any way to get this thing to shut up? He said, it's not happening. Just turn the volume down. <laughs> That's, I mean, literally, I mean, it's almost to the point because the thing's going off. You want to, you're like, you know, start asking it trivia questions. Echo. <laughs> exactly. Totally. A hundred percent. So, like I said, we're rocking and rolling. Let's not forget we got a little robbery going tonight. Pittsburgh and the Capitals, that's a big game. I was just in the D.C. last week, and, uh, man, they love their Capitals. And uh, Vegas, what can we say about Vegas other than we'll talk about them next week? (laughs) Hey, boys, it's always a pleasure. We always invite you. Check out sportsinsiderradio.com, 800-209-1679, It's a crazy time of year. So many opportunities on the wagering board. Give me one, in the final 20 seconds, give me one fancy soccer name. Uh, Juventus. Okay. I like when when you you start doing the Bundesliga. Yeah. How about a Turkish team? Shakhtar Donetsk. Very good. Look at these guys. And they even pronounce it well. Good job, fellas. Have a great week. You got it. KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.gov. Oh, we don't have brain damage. Radio News. Senator Bill Nelson announced today that his race against Governor Rick Scott is not over. Of the 8.1 million ballots cast, Scott leads by 34,537, 
which is within the threshold for a state-mandated recount. Now all of Florida's 67 counties need to recheck tally totals, and the deadline for that is November 10th. President Trump at the White House held a press conference to discuss the midterm elections, which saw the Democrats take back control of the House, while Republicans gained in the Senate. The president talked about reaching across the aisle and working with Democrats. Hopefully we can all work together next year to continue delivering for the American people, including on economic growth, infrastructure, trade, lowering the cost of prescription drugs. These are some of the things that the Democrats do want to work on, and I really believe we'll be able to do that. I think we're going to have a lot, lot of uh, 